Welcome back to Office Pride Studios. We have officially sponsored ourselves for the making of this podcast and all future podcasts. <laughs> no, no, it's good to be back with you guys. Jason Courtney, your host here of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey in the studio recording some lines with my good friend and business partner, Olin Hyde. How's it swinging today? I don't even know. I appreciate you changing it up to not say, how are you doing? But <laughs> that may be a worse setup <laughs> Well, he's for doing, the fences. He's, he's swinging for the fences. Yeah, he's got some yeah. big goals, big opportunities ahead of him. So he's crushing it. Also in studio with us, a special guest, Mr. Trevor Hatter. Welcome for the first time in studio, sir. Thank you, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So I was going to do this big introduction, but I don't even really know what official company you're with anymore. So why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you do it for? Okay. Um, my name is Trevor Hatter. Um, I've been with uh, McMahon Hatter Insurance for about a decade. It's a company that my father founded. I do commercial insurance. I was recently kind of um, persuaded to leave by probably our biggest competitor, which is Fisher Brown. So I joined them in May is when I started with them. And I focus mostly on um, commercial over $50,000, so larger commercials. Uh, I, I mean, I usually, I, mean, I don't know, it's... I don't really have. I'm kind of a generalist, so sometimes right. it's uh, some condos or nonprofits or construction. I mean, or commercial janitorial. Yeah, uh, you never know what's out there. So, but I try to stay above the fifty thousand dollars threshold. Perfect. So yeah, we have Trevor in studio with us. He has uh, been a vendor of ours and really a friend of ours for several years now. We've uh, we've hit the the links a few times. Yep. Swung swung some golf clubs. May or may not have. Uh, imbibed some alcohol while we were on that course very so. much so during covid <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was, can we go back to that i mean there were some good golf during that there time was. right yeah so we are going to talk about some calumet farm kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that's what we're going to be drinking on today it's a nice eight year old uh bourbon whiskey it is certified less than 50 barrels of premium kentucky straight bourbon we got 45 percent alcohol which makes it 90 proof so once again we've had some calumet farm before it was the horse farm that has a couple of uh triple crown winners has several horses in the uh horse hall of fame but then they switched over to uh bourbon whiskey and so now we're gonna try it here we go guys the old horse hall of fame horse it's delicious smooth very good very smooth we had to we had to really talk Trevor into doing this. He's more of a a Miller Lite, uh, Mick Ultra, <laughs> cheap beer kind of kind of guy, which not, I've never been able to do. I'm not a beer snob. No, Olin is. Olin will only drink high end. Like the lowest tier he goes is Yingling. Like that's and that's a stretch where he would rather not drink Yingling, but he will if it's the only thing. But if we're at a beer wine party, you know, like a reception. And it's Bush's best Miller Lite, Mick Ultra, or Yingling. I'm I'm gonna take the Yingling. Yeah, and if Yingling's not available, he just drink water, <laughs> <laughs> but no wine. I'm not a big wine guy either. Okay, I will like occasionally have one, but there's a bottle I have in the fridge right now. I don't know what it's called. I, f I always forget, but I just take a picture of it and go to the wine store. It's delicious. I'll, I'll I'll let you try it before you leave. Trevor. It's more like grapefruit juice. The it really wine. is. It's very it's very sweet. It's like spiked grapefruit juice. <laughs> All right, so 
we've had a couple of different people on. We've had Andrew, our financial advisor, on. We've had uh, old Will Boatner, our real estate guru, on. And now we've brought on uh, our insurance guru. So Trevor, as he stated, used to be with the McMahon Hatter, which his dad started. And for us, um, that's where our relationship started was he uh, he knew a friend of a friend, and we got connected, and he uh, – no, actually, I just, I just walked up sto- upstairs. Did you? Yeah. You were in the same building, so I just went upstairs. We were on and, the fourth floor. Yeah. So we don't even we didn't even know that we knew Steven together no. at that point, which is kind of crazy because if you know Steven, you know Steven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's no denying it. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Uh, so for us, it was, uh, you know, it was an opportunity. We, we were still in the – early stages of business. So we were using a PEO. And for those that don't know what a PEO is, it's a shared risk employment um, plan. Stands for professional employment organization. Yeah, that's what it stands for. I didn't know that. Now I know. I probably won't remember after this episode, but that is good to know. So that's what we did. It was shared risk. So we basically paid a leasing firm. We hired our employees, but they really employed them and shared the risk on workers' comp, things like that. And we thought, hey, this is the safest way to go because that's what we've always known. It's what our previous franchisee that owned the business did. And when Trevor came in, he's like, man, we can look at things and maybe save you some money. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know, you know how we are with vendors. When they first come in, we're like, they're super They promise the world. Yeah, and- super sketch, but. I will tell you, Trevor has really fulfilled his end of the bargain. He uh, he took us from PEO to what? It, what it, just employed employer employee? standalone policy. Yeah, standalone policy. So we at first we kept the this uh, is for work comp. I mean, yeah. we weren't writing the payroll. And stuff, yeah. Right. So we uh, we left the the leasing side we just broke out workers comp we said hey we'll still pay you the administration fee and everything to do that and we'll just take our own workers comp because we thought hey we can possibly save some money and we have saved a bunch of money and even get a rebate or what do they call it is it a yeah, dividend a dividend back like so and why don't you explain a little bit how that workers comp works you don't have to necessarily go into like the mad science but maybe just a brief like hey you pay based on the risk of the job and then based on losses, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically I'm going to explain how PEOs work first. So PEOs put you under their umbrella and typically you're not going to get any kind of savings. You're going to pay whatever the state rate is. Now Alabama is different. So this is mostly for the Florida people. Um, you pay basically what the state rate said. The state rate for you guys is $2. You're going to pay $2 per $100 that you pay in payroll. So that's your that's your work comp. That's how much you're going to pay. And then leasing companies will actually put their fee typically on top of that. And they usually don't do much on, as far as like the discounts go. Um, now, when you piece it out, and now PEOs, I'm not going to say they're they're bad. Um, they but serve a purpose they for serve a purpose. certain people. Yeah. yeah. For very busy companies that don't want to handle it or they just they don't have a very big work comp premium. I mean, that just, it's not a, it's not a factor to them, Yeah. but you guys have a lot of employees and kind of a higher, I mean, janitorial is kind of a high, more expensive rate. I think it's like $4 and 50 cents per $100, something like that. Um, it's, it's a big savings if you are a pretty, if you have a pretty clean history. So basically Which whenever we, we didn't in the beginning, it wasn't too bad. We had that you, one, you had to stick with a one you were for waiting, a year. Yeah. That you were waiting. We're like, Hey, this one still hasn't closed. And yeah. So, so cleaner put the pledge on the floor and the <laughs> the 
person slipped and fell. Yeah, it was bad. Well, that was actually under GL, but yeah. Oh, um, thank God. But uh, anyway, so... The, the workers' comp was the lady who was picking up her check and the thing fell on her in the building. <laughs> Wasn't she, like, coming to pick up her last check or something? And I don't even remember. There have been so many little things. <laughs> crazy things like that. that you're like, clearly she wasn't... Changing the toilet paper. Now, this wasn't on there, under ours. This was under Mark's. A guy was changing the toilet paper and the toilet paper hanger fell and, like, cut a tendon in his hand and... Mm. Yeah, like just freak accidents, stuff like yeah. that. But you have to have a clean. Well, not necessarily clean. It just depends if the if the your if the carrier has typically been making money on you, then yeah, it might be feasible to piece yourself out and save some money. Because whenever you piece yourself out, you're going to get a lot more potential for savings. Because carriers want to give you dividends if you have a clean year, um, which is where I think you guys are up to like a fifteen twenty percent dividend, mm-hmm. and based on your loss history. Um, then your your big thing is your mod rate, which is the mm-hmm. state of Florida. Uh, yours is like a point seven or point six something. Yeah, so, which is really good. Yeah. So if normally if you're at a one, you're paying one hundred percent of the normal state rate. Right. So if you're at a point seven, you're getting a thirty percent discount on the state rate. Yeah. So and then you get a dividend on top of that of fifteen percent. You also have a drug free workplace, a um, safety credit. I mean, you have yeah. a lot of. Then they also have a high premium credit. So instead of paying. Now, do you mind me saying the No, go ahead. Okay. So Office Pride would probably pay over $100,000 a year in workers comp and I think right now it's in the 45 to $50,000 range. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe 55 something like that. So it's just maybe a 50% a savings. savings. Yeah, huge for That's us. bottom line. So. Yeah, for us uh, it, it was re- exactly it was right to the bottom line that it went and for us it was I mean, you just don't know what you don't know, right? right? Like so we didn't understand any of that stuff. That's the beauty of having someone like you in our network that can coach us on that, right? Like that was that was really the value for you was not only could you get it done, but you could explain it so that we could really understand what we were trying to do, right? Because a lot of times when people come in and sell you things, they're just like, hey, I can save you money, which is important, right? That's the hook. But then you do a really good job of setting it and say, hey, this is how we're going to save you money. If you'll work on a safety policy, if you'll make sure this is a drug-free workplace, we can save you here, we can save you here. And it may be $2,000 or $2,500 here or there, but that stuff adds up. I mean, $2,500 a year over 10 years is twenty-five grand, and who well, couldn't the, use an extra twenty-five grand? I think the big thing is you're not an order taker. Like so many insurance agents, I feel like, are just an order taker. Like, hey, I need workers' comp, and they're like, here's a policy. But instead, you, you're an advisor. You're like, hey, I can sell that to you, but I have some other options here that might be better for what you're trying to do and save you a little bit of money. And that's what I appreciate so much about our relationship with you and having to deal with other insurance agents, you know, through personal and, and other things that it's just like, man, like I really value that so much and not having to feel like you're pulling teeth to get things done. Cause even like with my homeowner's insurance, like you wrote it for me at one time when you were in a position to do that. I know you're, you're not now big wig now. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's uh, I'm too small fish for him on yeah. that, but switching that over and going uh, with a different vendor, it was just like, Hey, what about this discount? What about this discount? And they were like, Oh yeah, we offer that. And you have to do extra steps to get us to approve it. And I was just like, man, this was so easy when Trevor wrote this for me. Yeah. He asked all those questions and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, we're good. Like, here's your policy. Well, I think that's the importance of having an insurance guy that cares, right? Like, like say he takes time and explains things, walks you through it. And I mean, 
what differentiates you from the regular insurance guy? Why have you found so much success and what what do you what differentiates you from the standard insurance guy? Um, probably service because I do have a big heart. So it doesn't matter if a small, I mean, if a, if a home and auto person comes to me, I'm going to do my best to advise them on where to go. I'm not going to say, yeah, I don't do that. So good luck to you. I usually tell them, hey, check out this place, this place, and this place. So, I mean, I've had random people just reach out because they knew me from wherever or they knew my dad. And I'll, I'll spend 15, 20 minutes with them knowing I'm not going to sell them anything. Just to kind of advise, okay, State Farm's not riding in Florida anymore. Neither is Farm Bureau. You need to try to check out this agency. They focus a lot more on residential, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just now so, I was asking them about builder's risk because I'm in the process of building a home and we have to get our own builder's risk plan. And he's like, look, I don't write it, but this is who I would recommend. This is what it's going to look like. This is how it'll work. And... You know, just even though it's literally will not affect his pocket at all, he does it because he knows that it's the right thing and it, and it comes back, right? Like, I mean, we've done a lot of business with you here at Office Pride, and now we're going to be doing a lot of business with you and Fisher Brown through Scooter's Coffee, right? Yep. That's, that's excited about that one. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's something totally different for us because it's different than janitorial. We have to build these buildings and, have these different price buildings jeez louise <laughs> but even there the like new fdd came out by the way and i was I reading through it this morning oh yeah yeah <laughs> you just didn't click sign yeah i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to sign it mobily so i was looking through it so when we signed the average cost i think was like four hundred and fifty thousand to seven hundred thousand dollars it is now nine hundred to one point two million dollars in the course of a year and a half for we a 600 signed, square foot building we signed february of 2021 and it's now may 2022 and it's gone up from 400 to 700,000 to 900 to 1.2 million dollars that's yep. what costs have We're, gone I'm, up on it that's what it takes to build back better jeez <laughs> you're I welcome everyone out there <laughs> for Owens. so how many cups of coffee does it take to get return on 1.2 million dollars you know i don't know that we've done that math we had done the math at yeah because we haven't checked the average ticket price yet i did actually it is up to 865 it was okay. 752 i think when we signed in in 2021 it currently resides at 856 um, so at average ticket price this is super rough it's about 300 cars a day just to pay the bills and break even yeah, I got my calculator gotcha. out here. Let's see, eight dollars and fifty cents times three hundred cars a day times thirty days a month is seventy-seven thousand forty dollars. And if we're making twenty percent net profit, that's fifteen thousand four hundred eight dollars. So if we hit that that net profit, that would cover the building and most expenses in ten years. Ooh. So, yeah, so <laughs> 10 years will be paid back. <laughs> okay. Now, and that, and, you know, so this brings up a good point, and it doesn't have anything to do with insurance, so we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but that's fine. Just because you are you still have debt doesn't mean you're not profitable, right? Like, right. So we still have debt here at Office Pride, but we're still profitable. We There's still pull debt, a draw yeah. check. Yeah, There's good debt, you know, and I was I was not a believer in that at first. Uh, Chick-fil-A takes the model of no debt, Um Super impressed by their model. They don't own a penny to anyone but themselves. They they build all their buildings, cash up front, all their equipment. They own it all. The operator just runs it for them. Really genius model. But 
there is good debt. So back to insurance. Let's kick it back over. So we had general liability, workers' comp, umbrella policies, vehicles. You know, how often are we trying? What's 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 a good plan there for bidding that out? Because obviously, you know, like I've had Progressive for twelve years for my personal. I've not ever bid it out. Is that something I should do so often? Is that if I mean if it's, I have good it's, service? It's is really it fine? up to you. It's really up to you with the personal lines of insurance, like your auto. If you're comfortable with the premium that you're paying, I mean, my wife's a terrible driver, so I don't necessarily get the best auto rate, um, and I also have very high coverage limits, so I have about a million dollars in coverage, and I also use Progressive Direct. So, and I probably shop it every two or three years, um, just because it is time consuming, um, but. I do want to touch on what happened with your other lines of insurance. So I wrote his workers comp first and then you were like, wait, you want to look at the other stuff? And I was like, yeah. So you had everything with nationwide, which was with uh, probably most office primes used because that was, preferred yeah, there was carrier. a, well, yeah, there was a broker in Ohio. I think that, that recommended in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. That recommended this nationwide insurance. And so you looked at it. Yeah. And looked at it and I was like, Hey, um, I mean, obviously, auto owners is one of the most competitive around here. So we looked at it, and um, I think it saved you twenty grand first year because I rolled in in a brand new Chevy Silverado, and I, I the proposal I gave to you, you were like, you know, if you didn't save me twenty thousand dollars, I'd be a little bit angry that you pissed. came in. Yeah, I'd be pissed. You'd be pissed <laughs> that I rolled up in a brand new truck if I gave you an increase. Yeah, because I I'm not. I'm, this is the third or fourth new truck that you've had since we've started business <laughs> together. And part of me was a little jealous, but then at the same time, like he saved and made us a lot of money. So, you know what? Yeah. That's okay. Right. It's not just me getting mine. I want you to get yours too, because you've really, really helped add to our bottom line. Well, any, not even just there. Um, I've reached out on several things, either through a contract negotiation for the janitorial side or a lease negotiation of, Hey, they've got this language. So should this worry me? And he's either like, no, that's not a big deal. Or he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd strike that. Or that's going to cost you a lot of money to do what they're asking to do. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, saved us time and money and headache there. Yeah. It's really about, like I said, a partnership. It's not more so. And we we try to teach this to all the other office prides and eventually will with the scooters, right? It's, it's different than just having a vendor for us. Vendors aren't vendors. Like we have this relationship with a lot of our vendors because we realize it's relational and the more we put in, the more we get out, right? So like our chemical sponsor, our chemical reps from diversity, they, they really wine and dine us, not because we make the decision for office pride, but because we put in the effort and we push their product. I've tried to get you into two or three other office prides along the way. Right. And there were, yeah. You know, um, and my goal is to still push and get you into a couple more that are a little larger than the ones that you wrote. Like they, they get paid on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so for us, it, it, it builds both like, you know, and I tell people all the time when, you know, I, my buddy that owns all the liquor shops, like I've, I've tried to push him, but his family, family writes his it, family yeah. writes it. So it's really hard That's to pull that away. Wand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm all the time, not because. I feel like I owe him, but because I feel like he does such a great job, I feel like people really miss out if they don't get to experience Trevor Hatter. Like it really is an enjoyable service. Like he, he goes above and beyond and, and really touches the, 
the heart of the issue of what what matters and explains things to where you can understand it and he's worse at golf than me so like i don't <laughs> feel bad when he invites me to go golfing because speak about whining and dining half the time we go out you pay and i'm like you're my client i make money off of you and you pay for me yeah <laughs> but like i said i mean you've really saved me so much money it, it's hard for me not to it's like pence uh well i probably shouldn't say clients names on here but there's a certain nonprofit around here that has a uh like my dining program is a membership and uh, I save them, I don't know, 50, 60 grand on their property. And uh, the first two or three times I went there with my wife, they just kept paying for them. I'm like, I'm making commission on you guys. I don't mind spending money on you. And they just kept paying for my meals. Yeah. So it was just one of those. It's, it was kind of strange. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different, but it's like you said, like they feel appreciative because they didn't realize what they were missing out on. So it's like, hey, we want to take care of you because you took care of us. And then you're like, well, I want to patron you because yeah, you take care of me. Like, yeah. So it's really, you know, you scratch our back, we scratch yours, which is how every relationship should be. Yeah. So, so what are some of the big mistakes you see, like top five mistakes you see businesses make with their insurance? Um, honestly, what what office prime did by using a leasing company when you have a really clean record and it just depends every business is different sometimes you're making so much money i mean if you're a contractor right now i mean you're too busy to change anything and i get it so you just don't want to make any kind of adjustments until things change but if the economy slows down then all of a sudden you might want to watch your bottom dollar a little better but there's a lot of people that use leasing companies that can save a lot of money by pulling it out and buying your own standalone policy and plus your standalone policy is actually going to be better coverage so, I mean, there's there's no part two coverage typically because workers' comp has two parts. It pays your medical and indemnity, and then it also pays for your part two, which is your employer's liability. So, typically, if you're with leasing, you don't get that second part. Um, so, you actually have more coverage for less money by buying your own policy. I wonder what corporate does for insurance. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. They use an employee leasing company, or they did. They may have changed that now, but at the time. I'm going to call Jeff McMullen when we get done here. He's our CFO, and I'm going to talk to him about getting you at Fisher-Brown to write their policy. I don't know why I never thought about corporate. I've always tried like Chris, Lee. Yeah. Now, I don't know that their policy would be his threshold, honestly. It's got to now. How many employees do they have? 20. 25, maybe? <laughs> probably not. not, yeah. probably not I mean, you got a couple of high. I mean, you're talking the CEO. Now, the only thing I could see so maybe. CEO, well, CEO, CEO, salaries are capped. So, I mean, if, they're, if they're making a half million dollars a year, then it's capped, I think, at like 120 or 150, something like that. So, so you've probably got three people making the 120 to 150 but range. But they're also not janitorial rate. That's so true. They're, they're it's clerical. They, instead of being $4, it might be 20 cents. So. Yeah. Maybe. E&O <laughs> is not that much, which they probably carry a lot in E&O. Which I guess we should for our listeners errors and omissions. What mm-hmm. what what does that cover? <laughs> that's, that's broad. So it's like so a dentist will have E and O or an architect will have E and O, and that's uh, errors and omission is uh, professional liability is another term for it. But that's any kind of person that um, white collar jobs like insurance. I mean that's we have E and O. Anyone that helps you make decisions or helps you plan things like that will do. We'll have E and O insurance. So um, that's just a, a white collar. I'm not yeah. sure why the janitorial would have, you know. Well, they even, they do franchising. So they're selling franchise units and okay. advising on growing a business and whatnot. So, yeah, so they're advising. Okay. Yeah. 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 Probably still wouldn't be too, too much. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Their that, might be their, that might be their biggest ticket item. Yeah. Unless they own a large building. They don't no, they lease. Out. They lease. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I don't think they would be. A, Maybe not. So you might pay more in insurance than your, than your oh, entire Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we make more than they do, too, so at least that's my belief. We have not confirmed that with P&Ls, but <laughs> I would, I would we're, argue we We're do. probably maybe a little bit more now that they've brought in some heavy hitters in the executive suite. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying. I know we worked. Did you did you ever work it out with Selco to get become a preferred member? No, or? never. You never contacted me. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I need to push that back again. Yeah. All right, so we had first big areas PEO. Any other big ones that you just like see constantly? Um, you talking about mistakes by businesses or mistakes by agents? yeah yeah, yeah business. Well, <laughs> that may be a different episode, right? Yeah, by business owners who just don't know maybe. Um, a lot of times it's property values. Um, they're just kind of winging it or they're trusting their agent as an agent. I don't ever tell you what your property value is. I mean, it's, and it's, it's new construction cost. It's not what it appraises for if you were to sell it. Um, yeah. So I don't, I mean, I let that up to there. So a lot of times you'll, you'll find that that's wrong. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, every, every case is different. Every business is yeah. different. So your big thing, your biggest ticket item is workers comp. Sometimes yeah. it might be property in which case it's, it might be service driven that they're not getting any kind of service, but they're paying the agent a significant amount of commission. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of condos are getting that. So there's a lot of condos that don't get much service. All their agents doing is shopping their insurance annually and they're not actually being an advocate during the claims during the claims time. So. Yeah. And that's one thing I do appreciate about Trevor, even if it's something that he can't hand like help, he can advise on like if i'm like hey we're dealing with this situation and he'll he'll just spot hey make sure you're thinking about this this and this right like you you even if it's something you can't directly handle you you still advise and that's really where i think the benefit comes from is not just like i said you've saved us a ton of money and even make us money at this point but just that advice portion is what I feel like brings us that value for from you and from, you know, why we would even be willing to transfer from one firm to another at some point, you know, like that, that's a big risk for you. It's a big risk for us, but I think because of the relationship we have with you, it's like, it's a no brainer, right? Yeah. And one thing to touch on too, is you asked me about bidding, but we got off subject. Um, but you're talking about bidding as like me going to different carriers to see who's interested in you, yeah. right? So on my end, um, so like right now you're with auto owners and yep. auto owners is very competitive and they have been for years. So a lot of times what we'll do instead of sending a full submission to like say nationwide or uh, old dominion or somebody like that, we'll just say, Hey, they're with auto owners. This is what they're paying for their package. Can you compete? And a lot of times we'll get fired back and answer like FCCI or whatever. They'll be like, we can't compete. Sorry. Think of us next year. It's as simple as that. So a lot of, or they're going to say, I'm sorry, we're not interested. Or they'll say, yeah, send it to us and we'll, we'll send you a, I mean, they don't want to see it necessarily every year, but they want to see it probably every three years. Because if you send a submission to the same carrier every single year, I mean, it's probably going to the same underwriter and they're going to become disinterested. Yeah. So there is such thing as overwhelming the underwriters and they don't want to see that. So it's, it's kind of detailed on our end, but you got to be strategic about how you send out the clients. And I, I'm kind of proactive because a lot of agents in my field just leave it up to whoever's doing the marketing. Yeah. I just touch the, touch the thing like you always get on. <laughs> yeah. <there. Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Cause you're, you're using your hands. your hands and it's like right in the way. I know. <laughs> so, um, but you know, you got to be tr- strategic about how you want to send out uh, a marketing submission. So like office pride, you're sending out everything, the auto, the GL, the umbrella, the workers comp, um, and some things you can shop every year, 
But, I mean, like workers' comp is your biggest ticket. So yeah. I shop it almost every year. And I basically send them what your dividend is to say, hey, can you compete with this dividend? Yeah. And that way we're not moving for no reason. Yeah, because we did make a move two years ago. A couple times. Yeah. You made a move to AmTrust, then FCCI, yeah. then back to AmTrust. Yeah, and FCCI was great other than their payment portal. Right, like yeah. it was just a huge frustration for. Well, KC. their claims process was also terrible. Well, but Casey would always complain to to yeah. Trevor about the her, her monthly. Uh, yeah, making that payment, and he's like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's like a a thousand dollars. Like let's let's go back to Amtrust. Yeah, the dividend wasn't much of a difference. Yeah, so. he's like, it's it's not worth the trouble that you're going through. And, and that's where I'm like, hey, like that's advice that if it makes KC happy, it makes us happy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> so I just want to, as we wrap this up, I want to just encourage everyone, if you don't have an insurance guy, first of all, call us. Um, if you have commercial insurance needs or, I mean, could can, can you do residential if it was massive? Like um, like maybe Quint Studer's? Nah. Like, I mean, I'm touch a, his. Nah. His is with the... Uh, I know who has his. Uh, but if he were to so. call you, like, could you ha- like, would that be enough to make I don't, your? I don't know if I get paid on anything residential. Oh. So, I mean, I advise people all the time, like where to go. But even if I write, because I had a, I think mean, Manhattan, I had a sixty, seventy thousand dollar personal lines client. She lived on the beach. She's an older lady. She had a ridiculously big, expensive house, and she had a lot of flood insurance, a lot of, a lot of premium with Lloyd's of London. And that wasn't the lady it. we golfed with. No. Was it? Okay. No, no. <laughs> she was a hoot. No, she way. was. <laughs> you might see her again at this uh, October tournament. Oh, good, good. I'm hoping so. She was, <laughs> a, she was a real treat. Um, so, yeah, make sure you're talking with somebody, especially if you've got commercial lines. We would love you to reach out to, to Trevor. You can reach out to us and, and get his contact information. But Trevor has been a great asset. Find you a good insurance guy that can protect you and teach you old-fashioned work and whiskey out